This is a Soulfire production. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about group relationship dynamics. This has been a big theme coming up with different clients and friends. So I wanted to dive into the energetics of group dynamics. We see this play out on a large scale in society, but what I'm really more interested in here is our social circles, our friend groups, our family dynamics. And I want to talk about the energetics of those and how they can be affecting us. And we'll just see, you know, what comes up from there. Before I jump into it, a couple of announcements. I'm very excited because a high 70 energy healing training is open for enrollment right now. If you are listening to this live until the 23rd is when enrollment should be open or until all the spots get taken up because I do have limited spots. So in case you are wondering what is a high, a high 70 energy is a form of energy that I personally work with, the type of energy I use in energy healing sessions. So for those of you who have been in any of my containers, whether that has been a masterclass where I do energy work, or if you're in the channel collective where we do monthly energy work, I'm always using a high. It's what I use with my clients. It is what I use for myself every single day. It is the energy I work with to support my physical body, my emotional health, my mental health. It is the energy I use to work on my business because my approach to my entire life is energy work. There are two different levels to a high. Level one is if you just want to use this for yourself in your own life, great for anybody. Level two is if you would like to be able to send this to other people. So if you want to become an energy healer and use this within your business, or if you want to be able to send this to family and friends, or just incorporate it as another part of your practice, maybe you already work with clients in really any capacity and you want to integrate it into your work. I mean, I started doing energy work when I was still working as a nutritionist and that was a game changer for people's results. And then when I switched into business coaching, I was still doing energy work on my clients and now just straight energy work. But my point is you can really incorporate this into anything that you do. So if it does call to you, now is a great time to join. I feel like getting certified in a high is a game changer for moving into a new year with fresh energy and really just looking at next year being a year seven and all of the huge vibrational shifts that we're going to go through as a collective and individually and all of the spiritual upgrades, this is going to be so, so helpful. And I've talked about this so many times, but a high really came down. I mean, for many reasons, but the mechanism of healing and supporting us is really through DNA reactivation. And it helps so much with ascension symptoms and helping us get out of this, what I call the 3D drag. So it's like this 3D to 5D drag where you're like kind of caught in the middle. And a lot of people who come to me privately are different channels and healers and entrepreneurs and CEOs and people whose bodies are shifting and upgrading and they're feeling so exhausted and they're feeling burnt out and they're feeling that we are dragging the energy is just like awkward, you know, and this happens a lot when we are shifting into a higher frequency and we're still trying to work within the old operating system, which is what a lot of people are doing. And that is where you get this draggy feeling where nothing's really working because you're like halfway in, halfway out. So a high is super helpful for getting rid of any of those ascension symptoms you might be experiencing and really tapping in for yourself, tapping into your own intuition, opening up your own spiritual abilities and taking the power back into your own hands. I am so passionate about that. It's really why I do everything. It's why I share everything I do because I know what it feels like to feel totally out of control of your own health, of your own life and feel like, what is my purpose? And 
with my health. I dealt with that a lot of, I felt out of control with taking care of my health. Like nothing was working. Same thing with my business where it feels like just throwing spaghetti at the wall. What would it feel like to have a tool so you could really find the answers within yourself and do the energy work, the energy shifts on yourself to clear things up so life can feel like ease and flow. Again, that is a game changer. So I'm really excited about a high. It is such a beautiful experience for me just to hold that space for the different people who go through it and and witness that journey. My personal journey with energy healing, like that that beginning part when you're going through your self-healing journey because we have to heal ourselves first. That is just one of the most transformational periods of your life and anybody who goes through a high will probably tell you like <laughs> it will change your life in in the best way and I always tell people at the attunement because the attunement is live with me. I say like guess what tomorrow nothing's going to be the same in the best way ever. So get ready. So if you're interested in that, link is in the description below. Secondly, is my new book is coming out. I am so excited. This is like a rapid fire turnaround, but you know, I've got quite a few books I'm trying to pump out in the next year and the guides are just like time is of the essence. We got to we got to make this happen. And I agree. So, book release is November 11th, 1111 11, on the 1111 portal. Of course, the book is called Pain, Love, and Purpose. I'm so excited about it. This is a poetry book about pain, love, and purpose about my life and using the stories of my life to share lessons that I've learned. It's about growing up. It's about turning your mess into your message. It's about reconnecting with your emotions and your feelings and alchemizing those emotions and honoring how we really feel. This book is deeply personal. It's the most personal thing I've ever published on the internet. And I've shared a lot of stuff on the internet. (laughs) I've been podcasting for seven years and I've shared a lot of things about my life. And I mean, I grew my platform originally through my blog and I blogged every single day for years, sharing all different types of things about myself. But this is the most vulnerable personal thing I've ever shared. And I'm really excited to share it with all of you. And uh, I hope that you're as excited as I am. So if you want to support me in this launch, the best way to do so is to purchase the day it releases. We are going to have a fun bonus for anybody who does purchase day of on 11.11, you'll get a ticket to a live reading event where I will read a selection of the poems and share more about the stories underneath them, the behind the scenes and the entire process. It's going to be a lot of fun and you can go to painloveandpurpose.com to uh, learn more and you can sign up to be one of the first people alerted as to when the book comes out. Link will be in the show notes. As always, I just, I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. It's all I can think about. It's all I've been thinking about because I have been working really hard on it. It is a true creation of love. So I just can't wait for it to be officially birthed into the world. And I feel like the book really leads into what I wanted to discuss today. You know, so much of that book was those poems were recognizing the different experiences, the different people, the different moments that really shaped me, that had a deep impact on me. And some of those people were strangers and some of those people are people I know quite well. And a lot of those moments that just came through naturally because it was all channeled for my higher self essentially kind of shocked me. And it put me on this path of self-reflection and 
I was thinking about all the different versions of myself as we have so many versions of ourselves. And I know for me, I can look back at pivotal experiences, moments, times in my life where there was a very distinct energy shift for me. And the two that come to mind right now in this context of group dynamics, one was when I was about 2021 and I lost a lot of friends. I felt really alone. I felt really isolated. It was when I was going through a lot of my health issues. And in that, there was some freedom of I can just go out and do whatever I want because I realized how many things I weren't doing that I wanted to do in terms of putting myself out there because I was worried what people would think of me and how I was kind of limiting myself by the constraints of the energy of my friend group. And so when there was this open space, I thought I can be and do whatever I want. And in doing that, I found this entirely different group of friends who were very into all of the things that I actually enjoyed. So they were very into health and wellness. I found other people who were blogging and food bloggers and nutritionists and all of that. And I, for the first time, had this experience of, wow, this is what it feels like to have a lot of friends who are really on my page in terms of deeper values and and deeper interests, as opposed to this is convenient. We live in the same location. We go to the same school, whatever it was. And that's not to say every friend I had was just out of convenience, right? We meet incredible people along the way. But I had realized how many relationships I had been in where I just kind of felt like I was always the oddball out a little bit and was like, am I always going to feel like this? And then I realized that wasn't it. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was just I hadn't found people that I actually resonated with. And that's true for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people just stay friends with the people that they met at work or in college or in high school or my neighbors. And now that we have so many more options, we can travel, we have social media, we can actually connect with people who we resonate with on a much deeper level. That was a big shift for me. And when I started to become friends with other entrepreneurs, I, for the first time, felt this energy of support. And I realized how many people in my life up until that point had not actually been excited for my successes, were not actually supportive, where I felt like I had to dull myself down so that they would feel more comfortable. Being friends with other entrepreneurs who are at the same level as me was so incredible. And especially actually entrepreneurs who were far ahead of me because they were so helpful. They understood like how hard I was working. They saw me, right? They respected me just for like getting out there and and doing the thing. And I really had this completely different feeling of like, whoa, these people are actually supportive and they genuinely want to see me win. They genuinely want to see me succeed. And people would just offer to help. How can I support you? How can I help you? It was a completely different dynamic. And it was so liberating for me. And I, and I realized, whoa, like, I didn't know what I was missing until I had it. So that was a really powerful moment for me. The other shift that comes to mind for me right now is this was, you know, a few years later and I, gosh, this seems like 500 lifetimes ago. Because when I moved to San Diego, I moved out of LA to San Diego and I was struggling with my health. I had just gotten diagnosed with Lyme disease and mold illness, and I had to really look at every area of my life. There are a lot of life changes I had to make. I had to really like reprioritize stress and relationships, and I was going through neural reprogramming, so I was really working on rewiring my brain, and that is just so much introspection and self-reflection. <laughs> and you look at every area of your life, and part of that was going into my little happy bubble where 
I was not allowing anything that disrupted my energy to get in, which meant I drew a lot of boundaries with people, people that I needed to draw boundaries with, and also just people that I loved but needed to let know, like, I'm going through this healing process where I'm going to be really in my own energy. And I sent out a text and I said, look, I love you, but I'm not going to be communicating with anyone very much. I'm really going inward and I'm healing. And so I spent this period of time where I was just so inward focused, really in my own energy. And I realized a lot of things. And in that time, I really started exploring this idea of abundance mindset and scarcity mindset. And with my business, I felt like I was hustling so hard and just not not getting the results I should be getting for how hard I was working. And I was in comparisonitis. I was looking at other people and like, you know, why is it so much easier for them? I was getting frustrated. But I started to think about who I was surrounding myself with. And this was also at the same time I was in a spiritual mentorship that took a lot of time in my life positively. That mentor helped me out a lot. And whenever you're going through any type of spiritual training, and for me, this was really like training to open up my psychic abilities with that mentor. There's a lot of just personal reflection. And when you turn on your psychic gifts, you see the truth in your life. Like you start to realize things. <laughs> you know, people think that opening your psychic gifts is about like, you know, seeing angels and fairies and dead people floating around. And it's like, okay, that can be part of it. <laughs> it can be. It's usually not what it is for most people. That's what it is for me, but there's so much more and that's actually not like the main value in it. The main value in it is accessing truth within ourselves and just seeing things so crystal clear within our own lives. And I realized how many people I was hanging out with who were really in scarcity mindset. And it was like, okay, I love them, but they're really in scarcity mindset. They're judgmental. They always feel like there's not enough. They're complaining about money. They have this energy, this belief of I have, you have to work really hard to make money. And I was like feeding into that. And I made this decision in that moment. And I said, I am not going to hang out with people who are in scarcity mindset anymore. And I started to notice how people would talk. It came up for me a lot in dating. I would go on dates and I would just hear what people would say. Everybody hated their job, hated their job. And it was just all, oh, well, I, that's really expensive. Well, yeah, rent is really high. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's not about pretending that's not a thing, but if there's something you're unhappy with in your life, are we going to sit there and complain about it? Or are we going to make choices to change the circumstances, like take control of, of your life, you know? And if you're always reliving the story of I don't have enough money or I can't afford it, or I have to work really hard, I have to work harder, all of that. There's not enough to go around. If I miss out on this, what if there's never an, another opportunity? Jealousy energy, I'm jealous of this person. Jealousy is scarcity mindset. Like the more I'm around that, I'm gonna believe that's true. The more I think that, I'm gonna believe that's true. And it was really hard for me to really shift my relationship with money and see the world from that place of abundance if I was constantly surrounded with people who were just instilling the beliefs that I didn't want to hold anymore. So I decided to do an experiment and I made a decision that I was going to, for a few weeks, only hang out with people who made more money than me. And I know this sounds very surface level, but I'm just telling you what I did when I was, what was I, 23, 24? I'm just telling you what I did. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't just that they made more money than me. It was people who had an abundance mindset, who had positive relationships with money and their business, where I thought I, I would like to have that relationship with, with money in my business. And it ended up, I, hang, I hung out with most of my much older friends. Like half of my friends are my age and then half my friends are 30 years older than me. 
I've always been like that. <laughs> and I noticed a drastic difference in my energy, in my mood. I was so much happier. I saw the world completely differently and I started making a lot more money <laughs> because there was an energy shift. And that was one of the most important times for me in recognizing just how much my social circle was impacting, yes, my mood in the way I thought, but for me to realize how much money it was actually costing me. It was actually costing me a lot of money to stay in that mindset. I also realized in my romantic life, it was really costing me to be around people who are always talking about how there are no, there are no good men or it's so hard to date, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want that to be my reality, right? And I just realized all of the costs of all of this, like the very tangible, practical costs. And I shifted my reality by shifting my thoughts. And part of that process was shifting who I hung out with. And I think that a lot of people just don't recognize what the cost is, what the price is of staying where you think it's more comfortable. And I'm being very blunt with this because, I mean, that's just how I am. But I don't really know how to get it across to people. People come in to work with me all the time. And, you know, most of the time it's about, well, it's pretty much always about money slash business, health, relationships, romantic relationships specifically. And I will say like 95% of the time their social circle or it could be friend circle, like whoever they're hanging out with the, with the most is one of the biggest blocks. And this is something we just can't, we just can't ignore. Now, the energetics of this are really interesting. So first of all, if you look at just who you're around a lot, right? And that sort of energy exchange, I'll call it. Because yes, there is when you're hearing people around you say certain things again and again, the same way with our parents, you know, we might use phrases our parents used, or we pick up on beliefs that our parents shared, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, whatever it is, that extends in all areas of our lives. It's not just that we're hearing what they're saying. We're also feeling their energy. When you're around people who are tired all the time, who are feeling sad, feeling angry, like you're feeling that vibration a lot and you're feeling that within your body. When you're feeling that within your body, think about this from a manifestation perspective. If I'm feeling that in my body consistently, even if it's not mine, it's just a frequency felt in my body, what do you think I'm going to start to attract it? And what do you think I'm going to start to feel? It goes back to in my book, Manifestation Mastery, they talk about you think of an emotion, a stored emotion as like the sticky ball in your body. <laughs> and then if you don't ever release it and you feel that frequency again, it just adds more to that sticky ball and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And that can happen whether or not that frequency that we're feeling is, I'll say it originates from us or somebody else. So we're thinking about what is the energy exchange like? And so much of the work that goes on energetically with clients is clearing their fields. It is releasing all of the cords and the hooks. It is shifting where people are sourcing from because people will plug into you and source from you and you will feel energetically drained. You'll feel dragged down. To live in this world, we're connecting with people. The answer is not to like not connect with people, not to not have compassion, but it's our own energetic hygiene and maintenance and also curating who we're around because that's also part of creating our own reality. And so often when I'm looking into the root of where is this negative self-talk coming from or where is this not believing in myself coming from, whatever the root is of why I'm not taking that leap or why I'm not going for it, 
why I'm scared, it goes back to some type of limiting belief that's gotten into the system and energy that's gotten into the system that isn't theirs because you are a high vibrational, multidimensional being of light and love. Your essence is pure love. And so everything that's not pure love, everything that's doubt, where is that coming from? Where did the ego learn that? Where did our fear learn that? Where do we pick that up from? Who was it? Who was it? And maybe it was a different version of you. So that's a very real thing. If I call it energy vomiting, you know, I talk about this all the time. It's like if people are energy vomiting on you all the time and we're not clear on that off, you're going to feel it. But then also, even if we're clearing it off every day, we're still feeling it in that moment and it's affecting us. So there's that piece. If I think about consistently keeping my frequency high and consistently choosing my happiness and choosing joy and every moment of my life, I'm being intentional about how do I want to feel right now and making sure that I'm making decisions to align with that vibration, then obviously who I say yes to in terms of I'm going to share energy with you, I'm going to be in your energy, I am going to be around your frequency, I have to be really intentional with that. If I understand how precious and beautiful my energy is, who am I sharing that with? This goes back to sharing it with people who appreciate it, where you are seen, where you are loved, where it feels reciprocated. We're not doing any one-sided relationships anymore. This is 2022. It's almost 2023. We don't do one-sided relationships anymore. We're not doing that. So we know that people affect us in that way. And that's why whenever people are trying to shift a belief or a habit, if you keep hanging out with people, and I don't care if it's physically or virtually, if you keep hanging out with people who are actively in that belief, living from that belief, expressing that belief, communicating in that way, or engaging in that habit, you are not going to be able to shift the energy as easily. It's going to be really hard. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life. I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information, and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. So you can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. What happens in relationships is, and let's just talk about like one-to-one -one before I get into groups, because this is important. 
And you'll notice this. Okay, so in a one-on-one relationship, let's say, think of a friend in your friend group, or it could be your partner, whatever. We have a certain groove that we form. We have a certain frequency that's created. So every relationship in itself is going to have its own consciousness. It's going to have its own energy. So if I'm doing energy work around this, if you do a high, you can learn this as well, then I can just tap into the relationship itself. And so that could be the relationship with you and your business. That could be the relationship with you and your mom. That could be the relationship with you and your partner. That could be the relationship with you and your best friend. We can take that energy itself and tune into what's the dynamic here. Like what's the frequency underneath it? Because that's going to be threaded within everything that you're doing. So in my book, Manifestation Mastery, they talk about if you imagine a cord, like it just visualizes a cord between you and that person. What color is it? How does it feel? And go through that practice with yourself to start to tune into, does it feel like it's a dark, heavy color? Does it feel like it's draining me? Is it giving me life? Does it feel like I'm receiving life force energy? Like what does that really feel like to you? We can intuit that ourselves. But the thing is that every relationship is going to have its own energy, like its own energy ball, its own consciousness. And when we get into any type of relationship, we start to form this groove that has a specific frequency. It's like a certain pattern. You know, you maybe do similar things with that person or you notice a certain version of you comes out specifically around that person because that's what we do with each other. We activate each other. We support each other in sharing different sides of ourselves because we are multidimensional. And so different people will bring out different things within you. And that's how we can better get to know ourselves through all of those mirrors. That's the only way that we can see ourselves. It's the only way we can see what we look like if we have a mirror. It's the only way we can see our faces. It's the only way we can see our backs is if we have a mirror. And so people bring out these different versions of us so we can get to know all these different sides of us. But the thing is, it really does get ingrained. It's like trying to carve something into the wood and you are, say you're making the shape of a circle, right? And you guys are just, you're always going in a circle. It's the same circle every time and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And if suddenly one day you're like, oh wait, I want to draw a square with you. Well, that's awkward. That's not where it's naturally going. I'm like in this energy of the circle and to draw a square suddenly, I'm going to have to really create an entirely new groove and there's more resistance there because I haven't worked the wood down enough. Do you see what I'm saying? So it takes a lot of conscious redirection and intention to shift that energetic groove that we've created in a friendship or whatever type of relationship it is. And that's why a lot of people either just settle for whatever it is like, oh, that's just how they are. That's just how it goes. And they just kind of deal with it or assuming it's something they don't want. Sometimes those grooves are nice, right? But let's just say there's something going on that's not really feeling great. Or often they just fold and they just walk away because it takes two people wanting the relationship to work and it takes clear communication (laughs) for you to create a new energetic groove. And the way you can do that is by holding your own vibration. I realized this so much a couple of years ago when I was like complaining that people weren't meeting me where I was at. And I thought, but the thing is that I'm meeting them where they're at. (laughs) Like I'm letting somebody else set the frequency of the conversation and I'm just meeting them there. And then I'm complaining that it's not what I want it to be. And then I thought, well, what would it look like if I decided that I was going to set the vibration, the frequency of the conversation and let them calibrate to that. And when I set that intention, I showed up differently. I talked about different things. I spoke my truth and I was pleasantly surprised at how many people decided they would meet me there. And I want to bring that up because especially for a lot of you listening, if you have any 
of those feelings like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm weird if I if I talk about all the stuff I'm really into, like my spirit guides and manifestation and astrology and all that stuff. Why are you deciding for other people? We don't need to decide for other people. Maybe they are really interested in it. Why are we? And this is the thing. When we're deciding for other people, they won't be into it. Then I think, why are we in relationships with people that we think are that close-minded? Why are we in relationships with people who we think are not going to be curious about, interested in, supportive of things that light us up and improve our lives? I have all kinds of friends who, you know, don't talk to their spirit guides, but they do nothing but support me in, in what I do. And they like to talk about it. They're curious about it. Great. We don't have to be the same person. But I'm bringing that up because a lot of people feel stuck in their relationship because they haven't even given themselves an opportunity to shift that energetic groove, which it can happen. But notice where am I calibrating to somebody else instead of letting them calibrate to me? So setting that intention of I'm going to set the frequency of the conversation. If you feel like everything is very surface level and you are not happy with that, what would it look like for you to, before we just fold, decide I'm actually going to go deep. I'm going to ask the deeper question. I'm going to ask more questions and be curious. I'm going to have the conversation the way that I want to have it instead of deciding, oh, this person can only go that far. Give them an opportunity. What this is about is being our authentic selves without apology. This shows us all of the places where we hedge what we say, where we adjust ourselves for other people. And we have to be really honest with ourselves to see where that's showing up. Now, the other part of this that is like really why I wanted to record this because it's been coming up so much with people recently. I talked about how, you know, with every relationship, it has its own energy. It has its own, you can call it a cord. It has its own consciousness. It has its own frequency. Like there's a certain dynamic. There's so much that we can open up there. Like we can read the energy of the individual relationship the same we would if it was a single person because it has its own thing going on. That unique mixture of your frequency with that other person's frequency. It's like your own special cookie right? Your two special ingredients, you guys make some special cookie. And then if I go somewhere else and I put, you know, my chocolate chips in, I've gotten a different cookie because my energy is mixed with somebody else. It's making all different types of unique cookies. You know, can you tell that I've been baking a lot of cookies recently? Because I have. Anyway, it gets more interesting when you get into groups. So I'm sure a lot of you have experienced this. Have you ever had a group of friends, or it could be family, like any type of group where there's a different energy within the group than there is when you hang out with people one-on-one, because that's really common. That's one piece of this. Because what happens is, let's say there's six of us and we're all friends. When we're all together and we add all of our ingredients in, we're making a completely different thing than when I'm just hanging out with you know person A in that group or when I'm just hanging out with person B in that group. So it's a really common thing for people to feel like, okay, well, in this setting, when it's just us one-on-one, it's great. But then in a group setting, it's a totally different energy. Of course it is, because it's a different mixture of frequencies, it's different ingredients going into the bowl. And that that mixture is going to bring out different sides of different people. So we're going to see parts of people that we haven't seen before. Maybe we like them, maybe we don't. But the other interesting thing about this is how we energetically calibrate to the vibration of the group. And this is where I find people get held back a lot more. Like whenever they are energetically connected to a group of people, the analogy, I was explaining this to my friend the other day, and the analogy I was using was with a thermostat. And I was like, okay, imagine you have five people living in a house and 
you thrive when it's really cold when you're sleeping. You like the temperature to be really low. But there's somebody else in the house who likes to sleep when it's 75 degrees. They like they want the house to be 75 degrees. And everybody else has their own preference as well. And we all are bio-individual and we thrive at different temperatures and we get our best sleep at different temperatures. But there's one thermostat. So what are we setting it at? And what we're probably going to set it at is like somewhere in the middle. There's going to be some type of compromise, right? So it's not too far on either end of the spectrum. Let's say we meet in the middle and we say we're going to sleep with it at 70 degrees. That's the temperature, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. But what just happened there? What just happened is neither person, and let's say there are five people, but we're just talking about two within the five. There's five people in this house. Everybody's had to compromise somewhere, right? Where there's at least two people in that house now that are not sleeping at their most ideal temperature. And then how is that affecting them? And so you can think about the frequency of the group as like the thermostat, like what temperature are we set at? Because whenever you have a group consciousness, there are more energies in in the group. And so there's more like energetic momentum. It gets a lot stickier. Why I'm bringing this up is because if there's just my, my energy and I have one friend, right? It's a lot easier for me to like break away from the vibration of that one friend and not let it affect me as opposed to think about all of the energy added, let's say there's four or five, six, seven people. Now that energy has got a lot more behind it, (laughs) right? It's a lot stronger. There's more energy focused in one direction. And so that's where momentum flows. So when I've opted into that larger energy, I'm imagining like, I'm imagining like flubber, you know, it's just, it's like this big blob. When I've opted into that, I'm kind of stuck to it. It's going to be a lot harder for me to shift my energy and get out of that vibration, which is why when people are in groups, they get stuck in cycles so often. Think about the power behind whenever we have a group of people, which is why I love the channel collective calls when we are meditating together and we're doing healing together. When you have a whole group of people do a meditation at the same time, the energy behind that is so, so potent and so activating. The amount of light that gets anchored in, like we know the power of intention and coming together as a group. And when we look at that in our lives, in terms of our friend groups, I mean, that can serve us or that can really hold us back. And this is so relevant right now because it's coming up for so many people. As we talk about really shifting into a brand new level for so many people this next year, 2023 is gonna be a very different year. And a lot of people are just having so many realizations that things have to change. What's being highlighted for us are the relationships that are serving us and the ones that are not. And often we have to release what's not working anymore before what's really for us is going to come in. And so often we wait until the better thing is gonna come in. That's not really how it works. We have to create space because then when we release, when we release the energy, we rise to a higher frequency. And then that which is of a higher frequency can find us because it's attracted to us. But you have to release those anchors so that you can rise and you know get to the next level of the video game. But the other thing is, it's like any big shift in our life, any quantum leap, any big change, there's a tower moment that comes before that. What that means is there's a crumbling. There's a, there's a dissolving of everything that's no longer serving you, of all of the illusions, because space has to be created, because the truth has to be unveiled. And specifically, whenever you are going through a big transformation in your life, if you feel like I'm about to really hit my stride, like things are really going to blow up in a positive way, or I'm going to meet my my person or whatever it is. Like there's a big shift coming in your life. There's a big energy shift. 
do not be surprised when people leave your life who you wouldn't have otherwise expected. The universe is going to show you. And it can happen in a surprising way. It's not always easy, but it's happening left and right right now. And when I tune in in terms of what's really holding people back, and this could be financially, this could be energetically, this could be with their physical health, like with romantic relationships, the biggest one that's coming up recently is the like the friend groups. And I want to be clear that doesn't necessarily mean like that's not saying people are bad or even that all of those people aren't for you because sometimes it's not actually the people in the friend group that are the problem. Well, it's not like they're a problem, but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's not, oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to be friends with these people. They're not resonant for me. Sometimes it's the energy that we have created together as a group. We have ingrained this pattern. And so we are kept at this vortex of this frequency and none of us can get out. And we need to create a new vortex. So it can be the same people that have created a completely different energy. But when you have a group, that has to be a united effort, right? So what that looks like, it's like if we're all in this vortex of energy and we're in this cycle, like we're on this, it's it's not a merry-go-round. It's what is, did you guys ever go on, one of my favorite rides at the fair was the vortex. It was called the vortex and you like lay up against this thing and it spins really fast and the skin on your face like <laughs> flies backward. It was like, it's insane. And then you can like, you know, move upside down because because gravity whatever anyway i love that i love that ride but please tell me if you also rode that ride ride obviously that was my favorite ride and everybody's like throwing up it's so crazy but what has to happen it's like the ride has to stop like the ride has to stop we have to get off so what has to happen to shift the frequency of the group is everybody has to kind of like take some time apart release all of the attachments do their own upgrading and up leveling and then come back together at a new frequency. And this is why people stay stuck because they're trying to shift their frequency while they're in a group dynamic. And it's like, you're just trying to swim upstream, you know, and you just keep getting pulled down because the force of the consciousness of that group is so strong. And this is the vibrational piece of when people talk about how you are a combination of the five people you hang out with the most, so true for so many reasons. And I think that what's really fascinating is is how this happens energetically. What happens is people come off, and I see this all the time. People will come off and, you know, go see their coach or their mentor or their healer, whatever it is, make a lot of shifts, and then they're still hanging out in the same groups with the same people doing the same things, and suddenly, oh, got back into that vortex. And I'm recalibrating to that frequency now. And then it's like, oh, why do I keep regressing? It's running in circles. It's running on a treadmill and wondering why you're not getting any further. Like you're, you're on the treadmill. So group dynamics can shift, but what is required is us shifting our vibration and then holding that frequency and re-entering. And the thing is, let's say the frequency, like think of the frequency as this is the temperature we're setting on the thermostat. If the frequency is set at a certain place within the group of friends, that's the highest you can rise. That is why hanging out with higher frequency people is the fastest way to raise your vibration because then you will recalibrate to them. And if you're looking around and thinking, I feel like the highest frequency person around me, well, then I'm not surprised you don't feel like you're expanding. If you want to expand in your life, if you want to keep growing and evolving, if you want to make more money and have deeper relationships, like whatever you're looking for, then think about, am I hanging out with people, spending time around people who are expanding me? I feel that they are at a higher vibration and I have room to recalibrate up to that. Now, the reason why 
most people, when they start to realize this, they end up just like leaving a friend group is because they're realizing, okay, for us to shift the dynamic of this friend group, all of us will have to recognize, okay, we all need to like split off for a second, recalibrate individually, and then come back together and we can create an entirely different frequency. It can't just be one person being like, guys, I want a new energy. And then everybody else is showing up in the same groove. Like you're, you're still creating the same circle and you're like, guys, I want to make a square. Well, when all of their energy is still trying to make a circle, that just has more momentum. I mean, it's like a whirlpool and you're trying to be the one person that calms it down. It's just not going to work. That's not to say it can't happen. I've seen it happen before. I mean, this is true in relationships. Like you can really shift the frequency of a relationship if you both kind of like take an energetic separation for a second, do your own healing work and then come back together. And it's like a completely different relationship because it is. And so often people say this, they're like, they'll get back together with their partner. And they're like, I feel like I'm dating a completely different person because you are, you literally are. And the only way that was going to probably happen was you guys both broke off into your own energies, had a chance to recalibrate, do your healing work, raise your own frequencies. And then you came back together. The relationship itself is a completely different vibration. It's a completely different relationship consciousness. And that is also just like side note. But when you're tuning into things intuitively, sometimes like, let's say it's like, oh, am I going to be with the person? Have I met the person before? And often it's like, no, it's a brand new person. Sometimes a brand new person is somebody you've met, but it's a totally different version of them. So, you know, if you're like really set on that person being your person, which don't, (laughs) but if you are, here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, all your cards, your pendulums, like, no, 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 it's not the person. Yeah, because that version of the person isn't the person. So if that person is going to come back into your life, they're going to be like basically a different version of them, which is essentially a different person. I don't think I can say person any more times in a series of 30 seconds, but there it was. So I'm hoping that this is helping you to understand the energetics of group dynamics a little bit more and why it can feel so hard to make shifts in terms of your own frequency, your personal development with manifestation when you're still energetically attached to a group energy. And this is, and I'm just being honest, I feel like people don't like it, but it's fine. This is why so many intuitives and energy workers live very like solo type lives. There is the, I think that's very much the personality type. You know, those of us who are just like deep in our process, I'm like out here in a cave hermiting. That's very much me. Is also the the type that a lot of introspection, personal development work, thinking, channeling, spirit guides, that kind of stuff. But the other piece of it is the more, and this is, this is just true for a lot of people. A lot of people, the deeper they get into vibrational work, energy work, frequency work, getting to know themselves, shadow work, healing, the more healing they do, the more they love themselves. And the more you love yourself, you like hanging out with yourself. And the more you love yourself, the more boundaries you set. The more you're clear on your own boundaries, you're clear on what you need, you're clear on what you need to feel your best. You're not needing from other people. You're not needing to plug into other people to feel validated or to get energy or whatever you're getting from other people. You source it all from within yourself. You source it all from source itself. And you're also energetically aware. When you go through that detox phase of really clearing out your energy fields and really being in your own energy, getting used to that, how does that feel for me? healing, learning to love ourselves, enjoying that space with ourselves and really getting to know ourselves. Like, what does this feel like to be just with me? Because most of us don't have that (laughs) because we're plugged in through social media and we're texting and we're hanging out and all that fun stuff. And this is why people feel like they don't know who they are. Like, well, well, how would you if you're always plugged into everybody else's energy and you're exchanging energy and you're picking up on other people's thoughts 
and feelings. So it's like, how would you, right? We have to be in our own energy to really understand ourselves. But you become so energetically aware, right? It's like, I didn't know that gluten was ruining my vision and my joints and everything until I took it out. I thought it was fine. I thought I, I thought pasta, I was thriving. That gluten was giving me life. And then I took it out and then tried to put, put it back in. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't realize what was happening there. And people sometimes are like gluten. Okay. Sometimes people are like gluten. Sometimes they're like dairy. You love cheese, but sometimes it's just not good for you. <laughs> you know, Sometimes the things we love are not good for us. Sometimes that's what it is. So you have detoxed your energy field and then you re-enter and you're aware of how everybody's energy affects you. So my point is a lot of people who go deeper down their spiritual path, they do more frequency work, they get to know themselves, they do more personal development work, they like to be alone more often and they're they're more of a lone wolf energy. A lot of very successful people and I'll say successful in terms of like they love their lives and they've created the lives they want. Not just people with a lot of money because a lot of people with a lot of money do not like their lives. They're not happy. They're not fulfilled. They don't have intimate relationships. That happens all the time. People who I would consider like successful, like emotionally, energetically, sure, financially, but it's more about like I've created a life I love, whatever that looks like, are very intentional with how they spend their time and energy. And they often, you know, spend more time alone with their own energy field. They're not in like these big groups of people all the time. And this is what it really like looks like on a macro level. I'll say when I channel around, what does the new earth look like? And energetically, what we have been living in, you guys, just looks like one of those rubber band balls. No, it doesn't look like a rubber. It's like a rubber band ball, but it's like a pile of necklaces. It's a clusterfuck. Like everybody is so energetically entangled. No one knows who they are. Everybody's confused. Everybody's like, I don't know what to believe. And how do you know it's true? And it's like, oh my gosh, discern, right? <laughs> but it is a clusterfuck energy knot is what we have been living in. I'm not surprised. Everybody feels confused. And what the new earth is like, it's like we're peeling apart all of the different necklaces and hanging them up on their own little necklace stands. Very nice and beautifully. And that necklace, you can see what it looks like beautiful and they can coexist around each other, but they don't need to be entangled. This is sovereignty. This is living authentically. This is embodying our power. So I invite you to ask yourself, where am I living life like I'm in a tangled knot of necklaces? And am I brave enough to pull my necklace out of that knot? And where am I continuing to plug into group energies that make me feel safer, that make me feel more comfortable. The thing is, they're not actually keeping you comfortable. They're keeping you uncomfortable because they're keeping you stuck in a frequency and you're ready to rise and shift and change. (laughs) It's like trying to run away and somebody is holding a rope and they're standing in one spot and that rope is wrapped around your waist. And you're like, I can't get anywhere. You got to undo the rope. But people get used to, they get familiar with a certain vibration. It's like that that group consciousness is comfortable. It feels safe. It feels like home. I That's what I know. As the guides say in the book, sometimes what keeps you safe also keeps you small. And so if you want to shift in your life, you're going to have to shift your frequency. And that looks like noticing where we're staying in things that we're just used to. We think it's safer there, but what if that's actually the thing that's holding you back? And that's the other thing about the group consciousness, friend groups, family groups. If it's holding you back, it's also holding other people back. The way to get out of that is the entire group consciousness has to upgrade. And that is very possible, but it's much harder to keep raising that frequency as opposed to 
breaking apart and actually relating to each other differently because we are moving into an age where we're not relating in a codependent way and we have been relating in an energetically codependent way. That is what most people know as friendship. This is the entire this is the entire message of the next book coming out from the monarch being that will be released hopefully in February or, or yeah, hopefully that month. But they're like basically describing that we've just been energetically codependent and you know, we're afraid to get to know ourselves. We're afraid to be in our own fields, but the way relationships are going to work in the new earth, like from a 5D perspective, it's not energetic entanglement. It is not energetic codependency. It's actually not like plugging into these group consciousnesses, (laughs) really. It's more about like being solid and stable within our own frequency and allowing that to be as expanded and as high frequency as possible. And then we can connect with each other, but not have to entangle and unintentionally bring our frequency down. So a lot to say on that. And I hope that this helped you understand group consciousness more and maybe illuminated some things for you in your life. These are not easy realizations or things to shift, but they're helpful. They're very, very helpful. If this was helpful for you, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast. Let me know if you did enjoy this. It helps me so much when you guys give feedback about your favorite episodes and things you enjoy, things you want more of. So please always send that my way, send that in through the private forum, or if you go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, you can submit questions and topics that we can explore on the podcast together. That is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.